0: Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined by Tasha Couture. Hi,
1: everyone.
0: Thanks for uh, coming on today. Um, Tell the listeners and stuff what you do, um, and kind of just put people on who may not already know. Well,
1: my name is Tasha. I'm a producer from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been producing for about four years now but I've been you know doing music for like maybe
0: more than ten years so when did you when did you start doing music and like when did you first kind of realize music was something you wanted to do
1: um I first started doing music uh when I was in 11th grade about maybe ten years or plus ago um I just who I wanted to be, you know, I was getting in church and everything, so I just, you know, I wanted to be intentional when I, you know, found out you know, my cousin, they had a little studio, you know, in the, in the basement. So we just started there, and I started writing songs and just trying to, you know, figure out the structure and how it actually all goes together. And from there on, I just was a student of the game, and I just started studying. And, just how people
0: move, how the industry moves, how to get, um, how to get safeness, and just stuff like that. Yeah. So, you said your cousin owned a studio?
1: No, it wasn't quite a studio. It was just, like, um, a computer and a little, um, um, you know, a little computer mic.
0: It had hooked up to it. Oh, so like a home, so like yeah, a home computer. studio.
1: like a home studio, but it wasn't yeah. even a home studio that you would think of today it was like even it was, it was much more
0: rudimentary than what we use today yeah so you, but you but essentially like your cousin was able to help you kind of get started and like showed you the ropes and like the basic fundamentals of like being an artist and stuff Most yeah so definitely. how long were you when did you start kind of taking producing and you do engineering too right
1: Yes, I do. So,
0: how, when did you, like, were you always engineering your own songs? And, um, like, when did you start doing the engineering and the producing and, like, taking that, like as, like, as your priority? Um, initially, I just was, you
1: know, I was, uh, I was just singing and writing. I took it one step at a time. So, at first, I started learning how to write songs. I would get tracks from, mom. Um, my cousin's friend, whose studio who it actually was. Um, and I would, I would just start writing. And then once I went to college, you know, I wasn't home anymore. So I had to figure out a way to still record. So, but I wanted to, my mom, she ended up, I just asked her, could she buy me a, a set for Christmas? So I asked her to buy me a Pro Tools and a laptop and a microphone and um, an a interface so that I could get started. And then I just twiddled around with it. And I just would, you know, go on YouTube or I would just sit beside um, some people while I was in the session and just ask the questions as I went. And that's how I picked it up, how I picked up engineering. I just, you know, figure out that you can use templates and, you know what I'm saying, if I see a template that I like, um, I just ask the engineer for it. i like, hey, do you mind if I, you know, take the template or I just use, what
0: the record I take the session for what we were doing that day and I say the template for that was just use it for, for um, upcoming songs that I would that I would record hmm okay um and you just got placements on I mean placement on the Space Jam soundtrack right with the Amine and Will Teca? Yes. yes
1: sir
0: so how did that whole process come about and like that opportunity come to fruition for you and like I don't know if you've seen, like, have you seen the movie? Like, did you get any, like, kind of early access to watch the movie or anything like that?
1: Um, I actually didn't. They, um, I was trying to make it up to L.A. for the premiere, but we missed it. I was actually in Orlando working with another artist. But, um, how it came about was, um, one of the publishers from Universal hit me up and just asked me for some tracks. So I was just sending tracks randomly to him, like, over the course of just years, like two or three years now, just sending stuff consistently. And um, one day he just called me and was just like, man, you know, it's one of your songs about to be on top. Well, we're working on one of your songs for a space jam. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. So we, you know, you to do some, some, you know, some more production. I had more dy- dynamic to the track that I had sent him. And then we sent it over to this writer named Blaze. he ended up adding, like, some samples, like the slam samples. Like the boys, the boys, the, um, that sample on top of it just to give it a build. And, you know, just writing a, a great record. And then we sent it over to LaTeca and Amine to cut it over and manipulate, you know, make sure that, that the, the, the verse feels like them. Add a couple words, take a couple words away, stuff like that. And, you know, that was it, really. We we, kept, we had to do a lot of post-production, just making sure that it was so cohesive, but,
0: yeah. No, that's super cool. So it, it took two years, or th- oh, like three years, something like in that range, just for the beat to get right, right?
1: Well, no, 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 not for the beat to get right, but it took, took three years for me to keep spinning to, you know, build up. It's the right, you know, beef for him. Like, Mm -hmm. he he was cataloging. Okay. Pretty much what they do is they, you know, you'll keep sending beef and then they'll put it in a catalog for what they think. He might have been looking for YG and Space Gam and then Fast and Furious at the moment. So, if he hears something that fits that, he'll put it in a folder and then, you know, send it to some writers and see how it goes. But you just have to keep sending sending records, I mean, sending tracks, you know, as you go because you never know what might hit. Mm hmm.
0: And, like, you've done a lot of things, obviously, like, as an artist, like, both, like, singing-wise and, like, producing, but was, like, that your first time kind of dealing with, like, the soundtrack side of it, or, like, do you have other soundtrack placements that, like, I just may not know of? Yeah, I, I have
1: other soundtrack placements. I did, um, this is my second one this year. There's, um, another movie called Boogie, with Pop Smoke was in it. Oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, hey. yeah, and, um, I think it was a Korean festival player with the premise of it but it was um yeah I got one in there and then I did a couple of T V shows. Like I did Insecure. I did some stuff for um for Star the T V show Star. I did some stuff for um Black Lightning. I did some stuff for, you know, Love and Hip Hop, One Up Hip Hop, a bunch of T V um and, and um and movie um stakes.
0: Yeah. Well I'm getting
1: more into that as I you know, as my career progress
0: right right and you've done some other dope placements i know you have um like off the top of my head you have rico nasty future kiki palmer um tanashi right um there's more like um go into detail about like some of the people you've worked with and like just some cool stories about how some of the opportunities have came about um yeah
1: well um i guess um we could talk about Kiki. You know, I met Kiki through a record I did. Like, my first little hood hit it was called Water. Um, it was, you know, I didn't, it was really big down in Atlanta. And when she came down here, she did, like, a little video, you know, dancing to it. And then, you know, I called me and I was like, hey, I produced that. You know, thanks for, you know, doing the video. And she wrote me back was like, yeah, man, I want to work with you. And then from then we end up, you know, recording a couple of records and I end up, you know, executive producing her next, her last project she put out. And, you know, she got me a couple of placements on Star, you know, she kind of helped me break into the TV world. With Kiki, you know, doing some music things and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, You know, it's just this game is really just about relationships and, you know, you coming in with good energy, you know, being someone that people want to be around and also being talented but that's not you know, it's not all it's not everything. You know what I'm saying? You still wanna be a light in the room, you know, you wanna be um, you know, thought of when it's in, in a good in a good spirit space or whatever. But just, you know, building these relationships with um these different people is really how I, you know, maneuvered just period.
0: Yeah, no, that's a big thing And, like, I don't know, you you just said something Like, it, the game is really about who you know um, For, like, everybody um, Throughout the whole, like, different levels of everything And, like, how long did it kind of take you to learn Kind of some of the harsh lessons that, like, you know Navigating through Atlanta can also be, like, a part of it as well That, like, are in just the music industry Um, I would will, I will say that I'm
1: still learning Every day I'm learning something new, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm recognizing different nuances. like, dang, oh, I should have been doing this. You know what I'm saying? Little things that help me get further. Just, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm more of an introvert and just pushing myself to just talk to people, get up and just, you know, go out to these events, be more outgoing, shake people's hand, let them hear your music, let them see your face, let them feel your energy, stuff like that. Um is important, you know, because you know you'll be on the tip of their tongue. But like, oh, I just seen Sasha Katoa. Let me see her opportunity. Oh, she'll be perfect for this. I just seen Sasha Patel. You know, anything. It's, just, it's it's really like that. Just being on like people, at the tip of their tongue, and just being consistent with um, you sending your records out. Once you do get these contacts, once you do um, you know, build these relationships, you you keep nourishing them, you know.
0: Mhm. Um. But yeah, can you talk about like just being in Atlanta and and how like you have to just move in Atlanta's space and like compare it in to like other spots, you know, in the game that are like famous, like LA, New York, Chicago, like just kind of like go into some of your like experiences um, there using like different going to different studios there and different spots to make music and stuff like that. Obviously, the different artists that have came through there are huge, right?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, what I would say about Atlanta is we have a more community based um foundation, I would say. It's, it's more embracing, like um, you know, in other spaces I've went to there you know, they took their nose up that you sometimes so they you know, they might not know you or know what you can do, but in Atlanta, you know, a like, everybody is a star, so you know, you just everybody's open arms Well, most of the time, if you can, you know, get around the right circle, it's it's much easier to penetrate the game here, I feel like. You know, especially if you, you know, know somebody who's in the circle. But, you know, I love the community. It's not really a crab in the bucket. Everybody's working together. All the artists are collaborating. Producers are collaborating. Like, hey, pull up. Let's cook up. You know what I'm saying? It's really about you being intentional here rather than you know being it's, it's a little clickish but it's not really as clickish as you know other cities
0: would be yeah how, how is it how would you say like the producers like you know like the term producer community and stuff like how would you say that is in Atlanta versus maybe just like you know the online producer community and like how do you know different producers and people like really like link up together and stuff
1: yeah, pretty much, like I said, you just, you know, be intentional about, you know, hitting people up. Like, you know, I just, damn, uh, when I first got that little hit, you know, uh, that I was talking about the Water Song, um, Buddha Blessings beat, hit me up, and he was just like, you know, let's cook up a 10-pack. He just, damn, me, and, you know what I'm saying, we built from there. You know what I'm It's really just about pulling up and writing people and just, you know, say, hey, I want to work with you and just actually make me happy. You yeah. know, that's really, yeah, not really their
0: heart. Like, I've talked with other producers about it in the past, how they feel like Instagram is damn near, like, your an active resume, where, like, people can just interact with it, but it's also, like, a launching spot for, like, fans to, like, be, like, attentive to what you're dropping. Like, How much do you kind of agree with that, like, and feel about that?
1: Oh yeah, Instagram is super important. That's the first thing they're gonna go look at. You know, they're gonna ask you for your Instagram and they're gonna scroll down to see your credits, see what you got going on. So I always say treat it as that. Make sure you got your you know, your accolades up so that people can see what you got going on, you know? But yeah, Instagram is super important.
0: Yeah and how much do you, you, you I mean, Obviously you use it a lot as a tool I'm assuming Like do you see a lot of value in like the TikTok stuff That people are doing recently Where like people are getting their shit going on that app too And like getting videos behind it and all that
1: Yeah definitely I'm definitely trying to um, Tap more into TikTok um, As of late I've been trying to You know just, just showing short, structure beats And you know how you cook up. And just lifestyle videos on there People wanna see what you do every day, how do you balance, you know, work life um and work life situations and stuff. So yeah. TikTok is super, super dope. And just giving tips, adding value. Mm.
0: Yeah, super dope. Um, who who are some female rappers that you've had like the pleasure to work with that you would wanna do a full album for, like a full ten track, twelve track album for?
1: Honestly, everybody, you know, everybody that I'm, I'm super here for women empowerment and just women clicking up together in the industry and just creating, um, from scratch, you know, um, all of them. Like right now, I'm at the City girl City Girls, um, songwriting camp right now, and we're just clicking up. That's why I had to get, you know, run to the car to do the interview. But yeah, I'm over here working with them right now. And then, you know, I love Rico Nasty i love um tokyo vanity me and i did a project already together um who else i
0: love i like asian doll cash doll yeah a lot of them no oh, was super cool um and like where do you where do you see yourself kind of going with like the production in terms of like do you want to start kind of doing the producer-led problems like uh, problems projects excuse me similar to like Like the Metro Boomin, Twenty One Savage, like you're both the featured artists on the project. Like, when do you when do you see yourself starting to put those out more consistently? Or not like consistently, but like, um, like those are like your biggest albums of the year. You know what I mean? Um, uh, probably
1: definitely in the future. Right now, I'm working on doing um a lo-fi tape, like a chill hop type of vibe, where it's just like you know beat that you can work to and chill to and vibe to and just releasing a couple of those instrumental tapes um I'm, I'm tapping more into that world right now but right now other than that i'm just you know i throw my songwriting camp where i have a lot of you know the songwriters come out and we jam out to all my beats and we just send them all out to different um and uh to get placements it. like it's really creating a machine and a community um around you know together or whatever um but other than that that's really what i'm focusing on more right now versus um putting out a a, a city with a a specific artist right now but you know i'm gonna work with everybody
0: oh yeah no i I get what you mean and like um where do you see like when like writing rooms and stuff like that is such a like, private thing in the industry, you know what I mean, like, people don't really get to, you know, be in those rooms, you know, like, when you're at the level you're at, and, like, obviously, can okay. you kind of, like, share some light, and, like, on, like, how that goes, and, like, what it's like sitting in those rooms when, like, you know, you're with people writing up songs and coming up with different melodies? Um, it's super dope, super dope, it's,
1: it's, it's. I feel like it's a gateway into the community. Like, even what I'm doing with Camp Couture, like, um, I throw like a four day camp and I block it off into like, you know, um, a 12 to 5 and a 5 to 10 type of sessions where I invite like two or three riders to each space. So, over the course of the four days, I might have like at least 50 riders to be on, came through the camp and they all get to network, they all get to share energy and, you know, create some dope records. We usually end up with like a hundred ideas and, you know, a friend in the industry, somebody else, a comrade where you can, you know, uh, they have the same experience that you have, having and they maybe have an opportunity that you may not know of and they can tell you to pull up. You know what I'm saying? Just having that network is, is so important when we go, if we want to pick it back off of those relationships. So, being in the room is pretty dope, you know what I'm saying? But also, even being intentional about nourishing those relationships afterwards is, is even more important to me. But yeah, being in those writing rooms are a are great, uh, great opportunity. And what you have to do is pretty much get with someone like me or a producer who is creating that type of and curating that type of environment so that, you know, you can be, you know, in those rooms.
0: Do you feel like the... like, song quality is usually better when there's like more people working on one one track at a time like and there's more brains connected to one song versus like just a producer and and an artist
1: um i definitely think um songwriters songwriters are essential and and detrimental to the music um business like we, we definitely need to embrace the songwriters more um 'Cause you need every you know, sometimes you get burnt out. You need you need more pizzazz, another flow, another cadence, another wordplay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're here to work together. So yeah, I do I do feel like I don't say like thirty people in one song would make it better, no, but you know, I do feel like two bits are better than one.
0: Right. No, that's super cool. Because I feel like for a long time like the whole ghostwriter uh thing around music especially like in rap it was like you know what you know people would they would almost get denied and and like ignored um at least not like in the studios and like in in the booth you know when there's like people in there you know with the artists helping them curate like their art you know um but now I feel like more and more like it's kind of becoming a more like it's a lot more calm than it used to be like when you find out that someone big had a like a ghost writer or whatever it was like there was almost anger from like fan bases and stuff but now it's like i think it's a lot more like tamed um and i think that's the right thing to do because it's like i know just from my own like experiences not being an artist like it's such a cool ability to have more creativity um when you're working on a project versus not you know what i mean it's just like it's always better to have like more of it um let's talk more about like your music, um, for those listening who, who like don't kind of already know, can you describe like your sound, um, you know, as an artist? Like, like, what, how would you, like, you know, but I don't want to say box yourself in, but how would you describe like your, your sound? Um, I would say fusion is the perfect
1: word for my sound. I like to, um, infuse a lot of different, um, together like make the old school drum pattern with a new cool melody or even the old school bass line with, you know, some new cadences. Just different bringing different elements, um, together, like, you know, like Spanish and reggae tone and just regular reggae and um uh, mixing mixing some of those um, you know, flares together. Just just putting it all in one pot like a melting pot.
0: Mm. um and you were you were saying a little bit earlier too that you've been working a lot recently with the city girls yes i'm at the
1: i'm at
0: their camp right now they already with today and tomorrow oh cool um so what have you been what have you been kind of working towards with them and obviously besides just like making music um do you have any idea like what the plans are going to be for the stuff you're working on with them or that you can share it or not
1: um, I actually don't usually with these camps we just, you know, get in the room, put our heads together and try to, you know, create something great. So, you know, you just you know, you're just creating at this point. You never know where it may land. It might not even land with City Girls, it might land with Lakia, the other the other artists they got at Q C. Yeah. But you know, you're just out here creating. You never know with this game. It's it's really like playing the lottery, honestly. But you gotta believe and you gotta be talented. And you gotta you
0: no know, network so yeah no I, yeah I know who Lakia is I mean I'm pretty familiar with are, are you like kind of ghostly associated with QC like do you work like really closely with a lot of their artists or um right now they have that when they have like songwriting
1: counts for their artists um they just you know they they get records for all the artists that are on the label sometimes or just a female artist or maybe just a male artist over there but I haven't really worked with another male artists, But females, they may, you know, they just catalog records for everyone. So I don't work with all of them per se right now. But whenever a campus invite a lot of producers in the city, a lot of different songwriters in the city, and they just say, "Hey, come in together and create some magic for our artists.
0: Mhm. Cool. Yeah. So how how often would you say you find yourself going to like writing like songwriting camps for labels and stuff? Like how how often is that in the itinerary for the week?
1: Um, pretty often it just depends. Like last week we did one for Babyface. I attended that one. And then next week I'm doing one for um some music supervisors for a couple of T V shows. And then in the week after that, I'm throwing my own. You know, what I'm saying so. Yeah. They, it, it's a, you know, it's pretty much every week. I'm I'm either doing that or I'm doing, you know, just my own production thing where I'm creating like with other producers, other songwriters outside of that, just to submit for the, you know, artists.
0: Like I, it's it, This is all stuff that's somewhat new to me, to be honest. Like songwriting camps, like I don't know much about it. Um, and like, how like you you're having your own like event in two weeks?
1: Yes. And I'm, I'm assuming it's a,
0: it's in Atlanta, probably one of your studios that you work out of. Yes,
1: definitely.
0: Cool. So, like, how does it how does it go like operation wise when you when those start to finish? Like, how does it go setting those up before anyone even punches into the studio? Um, it's a long
1: process. Like, <laughs> it's just pretty much like throwing a party. It's like you got to get the food, you get the drinks, you get the inv- invitations, you get, you know, um, you, you do your schedule, you uh, make sure you get the studio time. You know,
0: it's just kind of like curating an event. It's pretty much like that. Okay, and it's like I would imagine. Yeah, it sounds like it's a it's a bitter process. It's one that that might take uh, a lot of your time up because it's like you got to pin people down to pull up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know I can relate to. It's it's hard to do in the music industry, but um, you know once you're in there, what are some things in the studio that like you think are essential to help kind of creating good music? Um, for me, I just like a really
1: good candle, something that um gets by, gets the aromatherapy going for me. But as long as you got the engineer someone and some and, beat and a songwriter
0: we can we can do we can make some music. yeah i feel like sometimes in like comfortable seating is, is another one that i like i enjoy like sometimes when i go to the studio and it's like you know the chair is really uncomfortable or the couches have like holes in the arms i'm just kind of like all right um you know we gotta we gotta do something about that um so we can actually enjoy being there the entire time and not be in pain you know (laughs) like a comfortable space can be inviting too um let's kind of transition a little bit into what you do outside of music like when you're just not um you know i know you do youtube too like you have a you post vlogs on your youtube channel sometimes too right
1: um, not really vlogs, but just maybe make up videos on my home just
0: making me Yeah, I saw a lot of those. I, I could have sworn I saw like a style like a vlog styled video or two, like when you were at a studio session with another artist. But well, yeah,
1: probably some of those and then I just make a vlog for my camp. For the camp. Yeah, I do. Yeah. From, from
0: other... Do you yeah, think that's, that's something videos. you're gonna do more going forward and stuff?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um I mean, ideally I want
0: to change turn it into a TV show. But I um you know, it's in the work. Cool. And like what are some things that you you like to do outside of music? Like obviously you're a really busy person. Um like <laughs> that's probably no secret, but what are some things that like, you know, when you're um when you have the free time and you have the time to kinda like close your laptop, you know, not be in pro tools. What are you doing? Um,
1: outside of music, um, I'm really into real estate. I do um I invest in land lots and I invest I got an Airbnb and you know, I got a con Toro. I I am a business woman. I like I like business. I like, you know, just passive income. I like trading stocks. I like um um like, um,
0: that's it. Okay, but that's you're it. but you do real estate, so you're a whole ass like real estate agent, too. No, I'm not a real
1: estate agent, but I'm <laughs> a real estate investor.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, because I was like, because that takes a lot of time, like, um, yeah. and these are definitely not like, yeah, I play 2K and, <laughs> um, some of the other resp- responses I get to this question, like, some people obviously say like family time too with their kids and stuff, but like,
1: oh yeah,
0: that too. um. You know, y'all, you, know, you have you have kids.
1: Yeah, I have a daughter. Oh, so I, you know, cool. I, of, I have a whole family. I have a husband, so that takes up you know a whole other world. That's a whole other side of it. That yeah. too, my domestic life. But
0: yeah, how long have you been a mom? Um,
1: three years, cool. almost four years now.
0: Yeah. So how are you trying to? So how does it? You know, you how do you like balance family life and like the music industry? life because the music industry life is nagging and like it's there's no real like hours per day to it it's hard to like pin yourself down hourly like when you're working here to here and there to there how do you deal with that as like a mom and stuff
1: Um it's definitely a, a, a balancing act I do I will say I have a lot of support like with my husband and with my uh, mom mom actually moved in with me to help me so that I can go to these camps and I can travel and you know fulfill my dreams get out here and do it but definitely um, a support system is super detrimental in Natasha Couture or they trying to be great in the music industry
0: and like how how often are you traveling and stuff like are you you know in and out of Atlanta a lot for events and stuff
1: yeah I do I do um, so it's a lot it's really sporadic you know what I'm saying? So, people my interest you say, "Hey, I need you here," or "I want you to come work with my artist here." So, you know, it's 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 not it's not all the time. And sometimes you have to be intentional about, about you know, you're setting up stuff. Like you say, "Hey, I'm gonna go to LA for a week, and I'm gonna go plant some seeds. You know, get some contacts, mm-hmm. create some music with my friends up there." It's, it's it's about that too. So, yeah, it's it's what you make it too.
0: Who would you say are like some real friends in the industry in like in the music industry that like you've kind you've of worked with, uh like, you know, in the few, like, you know, they haven't maybe dropped songs yet or whatever, but like who are some real like friends you have in this industry that like people might know? <laughs> um really I would say Tokyo Vancey is my real
1: friend. Pinky is my real friend. Um it's a it's a couple of people but sometimes you know you just work it's like your coworkers. you know what i'm saying you can't expect to be out but but it's about nourishing it too you know what i'm saying but yeah just those two that i can name off the top that i you know i've actually eaten with and we hung out outside of doing music
0: mm. yeah and yeah. like when you're kind of just hanging out outside doing like out of music and like you know you're not doing like the real estate stuff like do you got do you watch like movies like do you have any other like hobbies that you like to do besides like kind of investments and stuff like that
1: um no just really just hanging out with my family other than that just you know make sure i'm um teaching her you know things and and giving her experience taking her out to the zoo and to different um attractions in the city you know making sure she's enjoying her her three or four years you know so far whatever and just, you know, watching her smile and, and enjoying the fruits of my labor. Self-care. Like, I love aromatherapy. I like getting massages. I like, um, uh, I like saunas. I like working out.
0: You like saunas?
1: Yeah. I, I like mean, saunas. I don't like saunas, but I like them, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, the peace of it. You know, just sitting there and, I, you know, you know, I'm sweating, detoxing. So I do, I do, I do, you know, I like to do that on my self-care at the Stuff. I did, but I started yeah. doing
0: yoga, like, very, sorry to the listeners love. who don't think no, that's no, no, true. No, yoga. But yeah, love yoga's yoga. really good. Kevin Durant was the person, like, he didn't put me onto it personally, obviously, but, like, I remember him talking about it uh, one year. He was, like, out for, like, a long time. It wasn't the Achilles tear, but he was, like, yeah, like, yoga's one of the main reasons I am not, like, sore every day and I started doing it this year and like my neck and back pain just like slowly has gone away and like I got a new chair, like that was a big one. You know what I mean? That's like killed a lot of my back pain. So um, I can definitely get down with this, like <laughs> this little lifestyle thing you got going on outside of the studio and outside of the work life and being a parent. Cause <laughs> that sounds just like nice and sinful. Um, what are some goals you have for yourself um, this year? Like, what are things that you really want to tackle and accomplish by the end of the year? Um,
1: um Securing my brand with, um, um, just with my, my instrumental album, securing a couple more placements, um, securing placements for my team over at Camp Couture on my phone writers because a part of the initiative for that, that is to, you know, help you know, help get more people in the industry, help them, you know, get experience, Mm and um, get their music out there as well, you know, that makes me feel good, you know, outside of just doing it for myself, you know, but, yeah, those are my goals
0: right now. Cool, and like, back on the song camp stuff, like, are you, yeah, like, how much of that, like, I feel like there's so much more there, where it's, like, you got to go find younger producers who have, like, no credits. You know, I'm I'm sure it's stuff like that. And, like, you got to have a couple engineers and, like, writers themselves. Like, how do you go about the scouting of that? Like, how do you go about filling up the room and filling up the seats that are in the studios to, like, be a part of these sessions? Yeah, it's a lot of work.
1: It's a lot, a lot of work. But it's just about, you know, like I said, back to relationships. You know, when I was, I, I thought it as just a songwriter, so... I would meet a lot of songwriters, you know, in the camps and in different sessions, and we'd become, you know, acquaintances. And then, you know, once I started producing, I would reach out to them and just ask them, Hey, can you write on my beats? I'm looking for records for City Girls or whoever. Can you write? You know what I'm saying? And they say yes. But it just came a time where I, was, I wasn't getting enough songs, and I was just always having to write everybody uh, individually. But now I'm just like, let me build some type, build some type of machine where I can, you know, spit on my it, it could be, you know, like, like like magic, like, you know, like clockwork. And I um I just started counting as like, Oh, every day I'm looking for new songs. Like today I'm at this camp. I'm I'm meeting new people. I'm like, Hey, I thought it at a camp too, can you pull up the line? You know what I'm saying? It's really just as you go. Yeah. You don't run into people, and then you start. You know, I got at least a list of like at least hundred songwriters, and I just start weeding them down to the pieces to the specific people who I'm looking for for my camp. Like I might be looking for stuff for Chris Brown, so I invite people who you know can write those stuff for Chris Brown, and stuff, so forth and so on.
0: Right, and who on like the producer side of things like on the more like on the established side or and whatever levels right who are the producers that you kind of look towards the most as like damn like these are people i'd love to just keep working with like religiously you say as far as producers who i want to
1: keep working
0: with yeah yeah
1: um um Maybe Xerius, I really like him. He's a adult producer. He's a dope guitar player. And we do a lot of work together. We got a lot of placement But other than that, I mean just everybody. Anybody that can teach me something, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, uh Tasha, tell people where people can find your or tell the listeners where they can find your music. Tell uh tell people where to follow you on like social media and, and stuff like that
1: all right um you guys can um follow me at tasha t-a-s-h-a-t-o-u-r couture. Tasha couture um it's it's pretty much the same on every platform yeah hit me up you know write me if you want to be a part of the camp let me check out your music and even if you just want to write on the side you know hit
0: me up yeah if you're in atlanta go do that um Go find Tasha on social media. Listen to her music. Go on her Genius profile. Look at what she's done. Um, Tasha, thank you for joining uh, me today. Um, Thanks for being here. Um, That was this week's episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast. Tune in again next week for a new episode.